Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is away from selfishness. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome everyone, my name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I've been on the air now for over 30 years, all over the country. And I bring a very simple message, and my message is this. You have to find your ground of being. You have to find the one who created thee. The one who made thee. Augustine said it so beautifully. He said, you made us for yourself, O Lord. And our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. And that's what you must do. You must find your creator. Why are you restless? Have you ever wondered? When you look at people, when you look at yourself, you feel restless. You feel anxious. You feel nervous. You feel uneasy. Something is wrong. Something's not quite right. What's that all about? Animals aren't restless. Well, they might be if in some unnatural circumstance, like, for example... If you you put a, an animal in a cage, it's restless. But when the animal is free in nature, it's not restless at all. It goes about its business, looking for food, and then it rests. And then it finds some water, and then it rests. And then it looks for some food, and it rests. Life is beautiful. Have you ever seen a cat resting? A perfect example of absolute poise and calmness and relaxation is it not now we look for false we we try to find relaxation we we take pills we drink alcohol we smoke marijuana we listen to music we get massages all of these ways we go on vacation we come back feeling more drained and nervous than when we went why are we anxious do you know why it's because of exactly as augustine put it you made us for yourself, O oh Lord, and our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. It's that simple. So now, can you find rest in God? How do you do that? That's what this program is all about. I would like to bring to life, to, yes, to bring to life, such things that you have heard. You've heard about Jesus. He said, my burden is light. He said, find rest in me. Was he just mouthing words? No, he meant it. And you've heard about uh, the beautiful old Christian hymn, Rock of Ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. And you've heard, there is a balm in Gilead that heals the sin-sick soul. So why are our souls sick? Why? Because we're separated from the Father. Have you ever heard of the term separation anxiety? You've probably experienced it when you were, when you were a child, a little child, or as a parent when you had a little child. And all of a sudden, 
you were separated. You were in the park walking around and your child was playing and you, you were reading or something and you looked up and you couldn't see your child. Where was your child? You looked around. She wasn't there. What did you experience? And how about the little child when he wanders away from mommy or daddy? Then all of a sudden, he doesn't know where mommy or daddy is. Separation, anxiety. Well, that's what we all experience. Now you know the meaning of your restlessness. You know the meaning. See, life is not meaningless. Life has meaning and it has purpose, but you have to find it. Yeah, a wrong life, a selfish life, a life of self-seeking. See, let's be honest. Can we talk? You remember Joan Rivers used to say, can we talk? Well, can we talk? Why don't you just be honest and admit that just about everything you do is selfish? You, you do everything for feelings. You want to feel good. You want to feel happy. You want to feel like people like you. You want to feel like you're being worshipped and you're being admired. And you want to feel good and you don't like to feel bad. And when somebody doesn't see you in a good light, you hate them because they don't see you in a good light. So you use people. You use people. See? And you use things and substances and you use food and you use sex and you use experiences and you use music and you even use poetry and, and nice verses. You use them all to make yourself feel good, to feel like God. And then you you hate anything that doesn't make you feel good. It's selfish. You're nice to other people, so they'll be nice to you. You're, you yell and scream at your kids to vent your pent-up anger toward your husband or toward your work. You take it out on them so that you can feel better. And then you see the hurt. You see your children hurting because you yelled at them. And then what? You feel guilty. So then you act extra nice. You give them money or, or give them food to try to take away the guilt. Trying to placate guilt. Instead of trying to placate guilt, why don't you find your creator and let him, let him lead you out of your selfishness into a world of wonderful joy. We'll have more about this very fascinating topic in just a moment after this announcement, please. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. Augustine said it so well. He said, You made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. That's the theme of today's program. You must find your creator. But you cannot find him in a book. You can't find him in music or nice verses. You can't find him in a building. You can't find him in someone else's words. You can only find God within. You can only find God when you, when your selfishness, when your wrong lifestyle that doesn't really bring you fulfillment. See, they make you a lot of promises, don't they? Because they're using you. 
See, you you use other people. You want them to like you so you, you can feel good. You want them to entertain you. You want them to give you marijuana and pills and alcohol. You want them to make those for you so that you can feel good. So you're using them. And of course, you have to give them a lot of money in exchange. They're using you. They see your addiction. They see how hungry and greedy you are for something to take away the truth, something to take away the pain of seeing your own wrong. And so they charge a high price for their services, don't they? But anyway, when, you be, when all of this leads you to begin to question and to wonder about life, and you begin to seek for your purpose in life, and when you begin to see that your resentments of other people is not right. See, you have spent your whole life judging them and hating them, hating your mom for yelling and screaming at you and your dad for not being there and the other kids for teasing you and your brother for teasing you and your sister for being mean to you and other people for taking advantage of you. That's right, you hated them. And you hated them if they were prettier than you or handsomer than you or they had more boyfriends or girlfriends than you or they had more money than you. And then you blamed God and all of that. Well, isn't it time now you, you start letting go of that stuff? Don't you think it's about time that you let it go and just take a little time to walk through life wondering about its meaning and purpose and seeking for the truth? Ah, yes, the truth. The truth will set you free from your selfishness. It'll set you free from your anxiety. It'll set you free from your resentments toward other people. But first, you'll have to bear a little bit of pain of seeing the truth. See, it's painful to see our own wrong, especially some of us have been very wrong, and we didn't want to admit it. That's right, we didn't want to admit it, especially our hatreds and our judgments and our resentments of other people. We hid them very well, and we smiled. On the surface, we smiled, but underneath we were resentful. Now you have to see that and have to begin letting go of it. Your whole life, your whole life is composed upon resentment. Everything you've done to get even, to show them, to prove to them, to get what, what you think you have coming, see, to, to get even with them, to find something better for yourself so you can throw it in their face. See, all of that. It's got to go. Or maybe you just sat around and hated other people and judged them. You felt superior to them. But now, perhaps you're ready. Now you're ready to, to do something very simple. To see people, see their mistakes, see their errors. But don't hate them. It's so simple. And to give up using other people. Just go about your business. Do your job and take care of your things and stop paying attention to everybody else's wrong. Just let them, let them go about their business and you go about your business. And if you stop hating people and resenting them and judging them, then you will discover that life is much better, much sweeter. So, Please, may you get started 
If you can see the need for not resenting people anymore, for just watching them and not hating them, if you can see the need for finding your creator, then uh, perhaps you're ready for the little meditation that I have. It's a very proper meditation, and it teaches you how to stand back, how to take a mental step back and watch and observe people and things without resenting them, without being, without them penetrating you and bothering you and irritating you and upsetting you. It's spiritual discipline of the most simple and the most beautiful kind. It's learning to stand back and watch and thereby being patient with others instead of resenting them, instead of being irritated by them. It's very important that you learn this this secret. And this meditation that I have, this free meditation, helps you to do that. It's that simple. And it's free. So go to SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us, and get the free meditation. Do you have a comment or question? Send your email to Roland at SheddingShackles.com. That's Roland at SheddingShackles.com. Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage, a spiritual and practical look at relationships. My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and Forget. The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. The October 2020 edition of The Clues newsletter features informative articles on living instead of dying, why we feel drained, and understanding the Garden of Eden. To find out about this and other resources, simply go to SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Welcome back everyone, welcome. The program is called Shedding Shackles. There is a beautiful passage in the Bible. Christ says to his disciples, he says, the prince of the world is coming, but he has nothing in me. It's a very beautiful passage. We have been talking over the past couple of weeks about how things get inside. And we don't need to talk about it right away in metaphysical terms. We can just call upon your experience. You know 
that if someone says something to you and it upsets you, then you keep thinking about it over and over. In other words, it got inside. Do you see? Do you, do you see that if you were like people were talking around you and they said good morning and this and that and this and that, you, it would just, you might not even, you might be totally oblivious. You might be thinking about work or about what you have to do. You might not even notice that they're even talking to you. But if someone comes up to you and says something that you consider to be some kind of a personal affront, then you can't stop thinking about it. Or if the boss gives you some extra work and then you find out your co-worker got a raise and you didn't, and you got the extra work, then you start thinking about it and can't stop thinking about it. Do you understand? It's the same with worry. Somehow it got inside and then it, it haunts you, doesn't it? Or maybe you have some experience where you get too excited. You get too excited at a ball game or at some, I don't know, party or something. And then you keep thinking about it over and over again. The rest of your life you remember that moment, don't you? You remember that moment. Somehow it got inside and stayed inside. Well, we tend to think of memories you know, all kinds of memories and nostalgia and everything. We think of them as, as being good, but you know what? Basically, every day should be fresh. Every day should be fresh so that you are free to discover and to learn like when you were a little child. There's always something new to discover. Sure, you got to remember your phone number and your name and where you live and your body has a Muscle memory, that's it. You know, you know how to drive a car. But otherwise, so many memories. And now let's think about it. Many of the memories that keep coming back over and over were traumas, weren't they? Somebody did something to you or said something to you. You can't forget it. It's a trauma. The outside got on the inside. Now, let's hear again what Christ said to his disciples. He said, the prince of the world is coming, but he has nothing in me. Now, here's another thing. Have you ever noticed that things tend to go back to where they started? We humans are, well, born in a womb. And at the end of life, we sort of go back to a womb, don't we? We go into the earth. We're born in a womb, and then we, we go back into the ground. You've heard of salmon going upstream to spawn. They return to the place of their origin to spawn. You've heard of uh, birds that migrate every year back to the same place. Things tend to go back to their origin for some sort of a, either a sense of completion a sense of belonging, a sense of identity, or to reinforce themselves. Then every day you do certain things over and over. You keep going back. You go back for the same drink at Starbucks, and you put the radio onto the same station, and you, you do things over and over again. Somehow you reinforce what you are that way, don't you? Well, it's very simple. You can see the principle and see how it applies all over the place, even even the herpes virus. It uh, got in at a certain 
place. And then it travels up the nerve, and, and then if there's some kind of a stress, often then it travels back down again to the same place where it came in, and there it re-expresses itself. So you can see how that happens well. Now, can you also see then, by extension, that when something gets into you, and right now I'm not talking about matters metaphysical, although you can see how it's going to apply. It says in the Bible, that which is seen is made by that which is unseen. But can you see how that when something gets inside, then it has a life of its own? And it keeps going back over and over again, like a memory going back over and over. Or you go back to the same place where someone did something to you, and then later in life you find yourself doing the same thing to someone else. Just what they did to you, you're doing to someone else. It's it in you doing it. It's it going back to its place of origin to express itself for reinforcement, for comfort, for identity, for growth. So now I think you get it. Now do you see what trauma is? Something gets inside. It develops a life of its own. It gathers unto itself some of your substance. And then it wants to go back to the same type of situation, the same kind of person, the same kind of trauma over and over. So it becomes a bizarre comfort for it. Yeah, for it. It is life. It is comfort. And for you, well, what is it for you? Well, it in you craves craves to go back and it haunts you and it craves and craves and craves and finally you give in and then temporarily in that recapitulation of the moment of trauma you have a bit of unconsciousness a bit of unawareness guilt goes away but then it comes back again doesn't it when awareness returns so now do you understand what trauma is so you don't want to have things in you. But things are in you. All kinds of memories are in you. Some of them admittedly are harmless. Millions of memories when you got too excited or when you got angry or when, you know, somebody got to you. Many of them are rather harmless, but some of them are not harmless. Some of them haunt you and torment you. And call it what you will. Call it an identity call it programming, call it a compulsion, call it whatever you will. But it in you wants to go back over and over again. Now you understand, Paul, I talked about this in, I think, last week's program or the week before. Remember Paul's words. He said, the good that I would do, I don't do. And that which I don't want to do, I do. He said, I can only come to the conclusion that it's the sin that's made a home in me that's doing it. So now, I think you got the picture. So what are you going to do about it? Well, first of all, you have, you have to take a very careful note of the fact that it seems like emotion is often involved, maybe always involved. Some kind of emotion, excitement, anger, rage, shock. Yeah, maybe shock is a kind of an emotion too, isn't it? It's a big body response, isn't it? Shock. Have you ever been shocked by something? I guess you could call it an emotion. You walk around feeling kind of numb. You know, you saw your dad do something or your mom do something or you heard somebody say something and it shocked you. Well, 
Then what happened? It got inside, didn't it? And the rest, it's, it's actually possible that the rest of your life was then built around that. It in you, yes, wanting to gather unto itself and to grow and to express itself, but also you in some bizarre way. You decided to do something about it. I'll give you an example. One person saw her, her grandma die of cancer or something like that, and she became resentful, very resentful, and she made up her mind. In fact, she blamed God, and she was angry. She made up her mind that she was going to do something about it, so then she did all kinds of stuff. She went to medical school and became a doctor and all that. And I mean, that's nice enough on the surface. That's nice enough. But do you see the motivation of it? It was shock. It was emotion. It was resentment. It was anger. It shaped the rest of her life. Now, do you see how emotion is involved? So, what are you going to do? Well, first of all, you have to see that you must become less emotional. You have to learn to go through life without life going through you. You have to learn not to take umbrage at what other people say. Don't take offense. You have to learn not to be resentful. You have to learn all these things. And it's not good enough just to hear me say it or to make a mental decision of some sort. You have to see it. See it clearly. See the need for giving up resentment. See the need for being less emotional. Then you need to get the little meditation. Yes, I have a very nice little meditation and it's free. And I'm going to talk about it in just a moment. You need to get that. And you need to learn to seal out the outside so it doesn't penetrate. Seal it out. Keep it out so you don't have new traumas, so you don't have new things getting in. And when things do get in, you have to learn how to deal with them, watch them, which I talked about on the first half of this program. Just learn to watch without reacting. See, don't add an extra layer of reaction. If somebody comes up behind you and scares you and you jump, all right, you jumped, but don't add an extra, the extra emotion of resentment. Do you understand? So you have to learn all these things, and the meditation helps. It's that simple. And I also have books that go along with it, and I have resources. Take advantage of them, please. It's spiritual discipline of the most simple and the most beautiful kind. It's learning to stand back and watch, and thereby being patient with others, instead of resenting them, instead of being irritated by them. It's very important that you learn this this secret. And this meditation that I have, this free meditation, helps you to do that. It's that simple. And it's free. So go to SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us, and get the free meditation. Do you have a comment or a question? Send your email to Roland at SheddingShackles.com. That's Roland at SheddingShackles.com. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.